What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. My mind's playing tricks on me. Why won't it let me be? Look inside and try to find, but nothing seems to give me sweet relief. Why won't it let me be? Look inside and try to find, but every time it seems I lose my mind. My mind. It's Self Helpless with Kelsey Cook, Delaney Fisher, and Taylor Tomlinson. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi again. So Thank you excited all to see all so, of you. Yeah. You guys are the tits. Thank you for yeah. coming out. Phoenix is awesome. Yeah. This has been great. Um, if you guys are listening to the audio and you're not here in the room, uh, we're doing a live Self Helpless episode from the All Things Comedy Festival. Uh, I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And unfortunately, we don't have our, our third musketeer here. Taylor Tomlinson is in Vegas for some shows so she is missed, but we do have a very special guest this episode, so uh, you want to give it up for TK Kelly, everybody. <laughs> uh, yes. Up, he's a writer on Tosh.0. He's got a great podcast called Movie Night, uh, and uh, he's just an all-around good dude. Hashtag I do a, a killer Taylor Tomlinson impression. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into that later. Oh, we'll feel wait. right at home. <laughs> uh, so if, if you guys have any kind of uh, advice questions or comments or favorite quotes, least favorite quotes that you want us to talk about on the show today, go ahead and follow at Self Helpless Podcast on Instagram. Send a message and we will answer it towards the end of the episode. Nice. Kelsey's going to answer them or read them because I don't know how to, that shit works. So yeah. you guys just go she ahead and send a them out. She's a thousand years old. Yeah. So. <laughs> Maze, she has a phone. Absolutely. Um, so should we start the way we usually do with some quotables? Fuck yeah, we should. Yes. Let's okay. do it. We got some good ones today. Yeah. Just... First off, TK, uh, do you have a favorite or least favorite quote? A Favorite quote. I was thinking. I I read um, George Carlin's memoir, Last Words, recently, and yeah. one of the best quotes in that whole book is, "People are wonderful one at a time." Ah. Because I feel like like I, I always I, I get very frustrated with the way that the world is. It's very easy to be like, "Fuck everyone." People are the worst, but it's like, yeah, when it's one of them. 
they're always always pretty cool, you know? Yeah, for you the most part. You get them in a group, part. they start talking and shit, it goes off the rails. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I always am such a skeptic with quotes, because like, immediately I'm like, well, Hitler was a real bummer, <laughs> and he was just a person. Yeah, but, but I mean, have a conversation with him. The guy was eloquent. Uh, <laughs> one-on-one, it's like, oh, yeah. he's not so bad. Great so painter. Bad. Great painter. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a quote that I also feel like is... Maybe a little bit uh, gonna like divide people. This is from Bruce Lee. My fiance Kane has a new podcast called the Well Actually Podcast, which I highly recommend you check out. And uh, they did one all about Bruce Lee. And Bruce Lee is full of quotes. One of them is, uh, "Mistakes are always forgivable if one has the courage to admit them." Hmm. What do you think about that? Mistakes. I love are hearing the live reaction. <laughs> yeah, people. Oh, yes. Philosopher. Okay. Yeah. Can you read it again? I gotta let it soak in a little okay. bit. Let's. Mistakes are always forgivable if one has the courage to admit them. What do you think? See, I'm like, fuck I don't that. know if I'm buying it. I yeah. feel a well, little fucked out about it. For, like, you can forgive somebody and still never want to see them again, though, I guess, right? Like, sure, if they yeah. really fuck up, it's like, look, yeah, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to carry on this shit, but I don't want to be your friend anymore. Yeah. Right? I don't forgive very easily. Yeah. You you know you're I mean? a grudge. You're a grudge holder. Yeah, I hold lots of grudges. <laughs> Taylor holds lots of grudges. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor and I are real fun people to have friendships and relationships with. Yeah. What about, what do you think about that, CK? Are you, you a grudge guy? I, no, I kind of, I kind of get that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. At some point, like, what good does holding a grudge do you? Like, that's true. It's more. I, I feel like you're hurting yourself, and and that's coming from somebody who like definitely has done it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And eventually realized like, oh, this person is is a better person than they were when they did whatever they did. Right. And like, what's the use in being annoyed by it all the time? I, I accept that like you. Sometimes your relationship's never going to be the same regardless. Yeah. But to be like, well, whatever. They don't have to be dead to me anymore. True. <laughs> is that whole, like, forgiveness is for you thing, not yeah, for the other person? It, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah, What yeah. is that? What is that quote? It's like drinking poison. What? You guys, want, you guys know what I'm talking about? It's like it's like drinking poison, right? Do you, is anybody know what I'm talking about? That's, that's the whole quote. <laughs> just drinking poison. It's, it's like you, you know, drinking poison. Like it's, oh, no. Like holding a grudge or, like, not forgiving is like you drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. That's that oh, kind of what is. I'm going for. Yeah, there exactly. it is. is that what you're trying to say, yes. probably? Okay, yes, great. Exactly. Wow. I think I got you it. You really pulled Fucking through Fucking nailing end, it so far, guys. Live podcast. Here we go. Oh, man, we didn't even mention what our show is about for anybody who has no idea who the fuck we are. Yeah, um, I think for the most part, the people in here know yeah. what's self-help. If you but, don't... But this is on Facebook Live right now, so there's people watching oh. like, okay, these bitches haven't said anything about... So, yeah. self-helpless podcast, we're type A comedians who dive into a different uh, topic of self-help or self-improvement every episode yeah. with experts on the show and all yeah. kind of talk about our personal shit. Yeah, it's we decide if we think up. it works or if it's bullshit and sometimes one of us thinks it's good and the other people hate it, so you never know. Have a different bag every time. I had no idea what was going on. Was, <laughs> it's like no one explained this show to me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, then you do you have a quote? Oh yeah, I sure do. I, I this pulled this one. from our uh, our, <laughs> our helpster Facebook group. Amy posted this one. It says, "Getting over a painful experience is much like crossing monkey bars. You have to let go at some point in order to move forward." <sighs> That was from C.S. Lewis, by the way. That's the credit. I gave the credit to Amy, but it's, it's <laughs> Amy. both of them. It was a team effort. So that was I'm a sure good one. that's how C.S. Lewis feels. That was, uh, yeah, that really hit me hard. That's wow. some good shit. That is very good. You uh, want to get into some other segments now? Uh, treat yourselves. 
You have some? Was this, who said that this was like a treat yourself coming here today, right? Yay. Like, yeah, look at you go. <laughs> That's awesome. I love Starbucks it. drink. I love it. Yeah. Um, TK, anything that you do for like self-care that just makes you feel good after like having a really shitty day or anything like that? Uh, I, I really got back recently, I got back into drawing. I really oh, like, awesome. uh, I love drawing, like, <laughs> yes! I love drawing, like, comic book characters and cartoons as a kid, and then, uh, once I got into writing and comedy, I just kind of forgot about it and just right. never considered going back to it, and then I realized, uh, how much I love animation, and I'm like, why am I not drawing my own, like, characters for ideas I have, and it's the most fun thing to do. It feel, yeah. it doesn't feel, like, writing sometimes now feels feels more like work. Totally. And right. that just feels like I can just sit down uh, at, at like, you know, Photoshop for eight hours and just fuck around with little cartoon characters and I have such a great time. That's it's awesome. It's like the easiest way to unwind. I love it. Do you make up your own characters or are you like trying to do replicas of like Batman and stuff like that? No, no. For like, uh, mostly lately I've been doing my own stuff of, of uh, just like casts of characters for show ideas that I've Oh, got. cool. I love it. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. awesome. That's a good one. That's, my, that's like mine too. I like to paint and draw and just like like, yeah. you know, really, it's a good escape. Um, yeah, you turned it into a business. I sure did. Dick's by Delaney. If anybody wants to check it out, everybody it's, it's watching this on business, Facebook guys. Live is like, what the what fuck is, is happening? This? Yeah. Um, yeah. My treat yourself um, uh, recently. Well, one of my best friends in the whole world lives in Phoenix. She's right there. Yay, Molly. <laughs> Molly. So, <laughs> she hates this. <laughs> she hates it so much. She's like, don't point me out. Don't talk to me up there. Uh, so, don't of course, make, I have I to. I contact you. Yeah. So, um, it's just been nice being here for a day and she just moved here recently so I got a little catch up time with her so that's my treat myself. Um, My treat yourself is that I finally bought a squatty potty. What's up? Yeah. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Give it up guys. It's an innovation. (laughs) It is. We had Dr. Um, Anish Sheth on who is the poo doctor a few episodes ago and I invested. I went on to Amazon but okay so I can ask you guys because we have an actual crowd here. Do any of you have a squatty potty, number one. I just bought a stool at the hardware store. She just bought a stool. Fuck that. Oh. She's a DIY squatty, squatty potty, potty industry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking stool. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, you, you were saying that you're still confused how it works? Well, no, or? I know. I understand how it works, but it's really uncomfortable. Like, it's pretty high up. You don't realize until you're sitting on there, it, like, really hurts my ass because it's, like, forcing your butt really hard onto the seat. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I, f- I got some fucking cushion, you know, like <laughs> I, does anybody do it comfortably? Cause I feel like maybe I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Maybe I, you could just put a box over your toilet and squat and just call it a day, right? Just like, why fix it if it ain't my broke? comfort zone? I'm shitting in boxes, as you guys all know. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's like a treat yourself, but also I'm, I don't feel like I'm able to take advantage of it fully because it's uncomfortable right now. Yeah. So. You just got to find your sweet spot. You'll get there. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, so that's my treat yourself. That is a good one. Um, so, TK, anything we call this segment self-careless, anything that you do to self-sabotage or anything like kind of bad habit that you have uh yeah i've been trying to be better about it recently but i i started to realize i was constantly looking ahead and not worrying about what was going on right now 
ah, you know, like, especially career wise. Like, oh, it's just worrying too much about like what's next. How do I get there? And kind of forgetting to pay attention to what's going on right now and just mm. like, enjoy everything. I don't right. Know. Yeah. So how do you like keep yourself present? I just when to... I start to notice it, like, I, what's the use in speculating on anything? Like the, the idea that I have any real control is absurd. Right. Right. So like, why worry about these scenarios that almost definitely are not going to play out the way I think they are? Just like get right. out of your own head. Mostly, I just smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be like, chill helpful. the fuck out. <laughs> very helpful. Absolutely. So glad we had you on today. <laughs> Let's get real fucking high, man. Yeah. Everything's We're great. Fucked up. Yeah. Um, did I have? No, you're the one that had the self care list that you. Wanted. Oh, okay. So you guys, I did the whole healthy eating thing for a few weeks. I was doing pretty good, and then one piece of chocolate cake, it just all went to shit. And so I have been really going to town. Burgers, hot dogs, pizza. I mean, even last night, what we had first and second dinner. <laughs> And second dinner was pizza and pretzels and quesadillas. And I was like, how did I get here? It's one of those moments like how I was doing so good. So my uh, that's my self careless, of course, binge eating and binge drinking. What a shocker. What a shocker. So I felt like I (laughs) saw you at like rock bottom last night. (laughs) We were together before I had a stand up show and we like we all had a drink together. And then I was like, okay, I'll see you in a few hours. And during those few hours, something (laughs) happened. That I was not around for, but when I came back, so he was about as drunk as I've ever seen her, and there was literally every form of bread and cheese in front of her that you can eat in America. And she was like, These pretzel sticks are so good. I don't even know. I just want to go up to him and be like, Hey, where'd you find these? That's how it works in the kitchen, is they just like find them on the street and then sell them. She was out of her mind. It was pretty fucking good. It was uh, tequila and wine, and what else? Did we have? We had all the things. I might have helped Delaney get to rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I smoked some weed with TK. So maybe we can blame him. Uh, I got real. Yeah. Whoa. I don't know what the fuck that thing was, but it was great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, time traveling yeah. there for a little bit. I did a little time traveling. Um, did we talk about TK's self careless moments? Yes. Yes, we did. Yes. Okay. Next it's one. in the present. Yeah. Next one. Good shit. Good shit. We haven't uh, done a good shit in a while. We haven't done a good shit. Anything that has happened uh, recently that's been great for you or that just something that you love that you found recently, anything of that nature? Um, I, it's, uh, I, I wasn't quite sure where to go with this one, but I'm going to get real for a second. Do uh, it. My brother was like not doing well. He, he's been dealing with addiction for like eight years, oh, and I had my first like real conversation with him in that time. Uh, and he's, he, it just finally seems like he's a real person. Like he's wow. doing great. He like, he sent me a birthday present and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like if you asked me the last thing I would have ever gotten was like an unselfish act from him over wow. the last. So it was, it was just like talking to him for like a half hour. I kind of realized how crazy it was, how long it had been since I spoke to my own brother and it wow. was like, or like uh-huh. spoke to him in any deep sense. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, man, this dude's funny. Like, <laughs> I remember why I liked him. Like, uh, yeah, I liked my yeah. brother. So it was great. That was oh, really uh, a good thing for me. That's, that's awesome. a really and good Is he one. like getting clean now? Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, it's always dodgy. You yeah. always worry about uh, a relapse, but he seemed, he's the best I've heard him 
okay. in, in a decade. So that's great. Yeah. That is well, awesome. Congratulations to him. Yeah. Um, my good shit. Some of you may have seen this video on my Instagram. Uh, I flew up to Washington State to my uh, my university I went to and surprised my best friend on her 30th birthday. Any of you see that? Some of you? Okay. <laughs> I yeah. cried so hard. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know this girl, but this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I've never gotten to surprise a friend like that before, and it was this whole elaborate thing to like fly up and then drive an hour and a half over and uh, creep up on her like that. And Good we caught stuff. it on camera, and she just like cried the whole day. Oh. I did not anticipate how many tears I was going to see from it, but it was one of those moments that made me. It's like you know you're talking about trying to be in the present, and like that's the shit that we should be trying to do more of, and like. You know, I think we all spend a lot of money on quick fixes, mm-hmm. and I was hesitant to spend the money on that plane ticket to go up there. But Jesus, yeah, I mean, just for those thirty seconds alone, so worth it. Yeah, and that's the type of memory that I'll remember the rest of my life, and she'll remember for the rest of her life. Like it felt so good to give that to her. Yeah, and I mean, like selfishly for me to get it too. But yeah. she was like, "This is the best birthday of my life. I'll never forget this as long as I live." And I'm like, "God damn, we gotta do that stuff." more you know like we got to buy those concert tickets and go do that thing that's an experience rather than just like you know buying a squatty potty but you know (laughs) yeah where where were you uh, like where did you sneak up on her so um i went to washington state university up in pullman and there were uh it was for the big football game uh there's like a bunch of tailgating going on and so my other friend who went up with me she walked out my friend knew that she was going to be there and then we had like the camera going and i walked up behind her and i just looped my arm in hers yeah just like super Super creepy so to do. Sweet. I just lift my arm and then I stared at her. And it's so funny on the video because it takes her a solid three seconds to understand that she's not like having that's a stroke so or something. Yeah, that's she gotta just, be like, unsettling when yeah, you're not like, expected. Like that's very out of context. Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to be two states away yes. and like not at all coming there, not even that's talking cool. about it. And um, I think I like broke her brain, you know, to do a little office quote. That's but yeah, good. she just she just stared at me and then she started screaming. It was so fun. Oh. I, I, I did it. that same thing on my best friend's 30th birthday. Did you? Oh. Yeah, yeah. I took the red eye from L.A. back to New York. No and, way. and I climbed in his bed at 6 a.m. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> and I have never seen someone more confused. <laughs> like, he had oh no fucking God. idea what was happening. But it was really, I was so happy I did that. And I only stayed for a day, and then I flew back. Yeah, And it was same. miserable. Like, the travel sucked. But... So You're worth right. it. Gotta, like, I wish I did more of that stuff. Right. Yeah. While uh. doing it, like waking somebody up like that. Yeah. That's like the <laughs> dude might, version. It, it was a risk. He could have <laughs> just beat the shit out of yeah. me. Like, <laughs> Stab you. Dude in my bed. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah. a whole other level of like disorienting. Kelsey's like, I linked her arm. He's like, I climbed in bed with him. <laughs> yeah. I was naked. I mounted him. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. I know it's it's good to do that stuff because that those things are so easy to just kind of like fluff off and like, oh, I'll see them next time or the yeah. next time they're in town. So. Like, I love when you just like make that effort. Um, yeah. My uh, my good shit recently. One of my best friends um, found out she was pregnant with me because uh, we went to oh, brunch. with your baby. Wait, oh. <laughs> You guys, the live stuff, it always, it gets me crazy. Um, uh, I, we went to brunch and she was like, Hey, I'm, I'm late on period. They're trying by the way. This is not like, Oh, um, and, uh, she came back to my apartment, took the pregnancy test at my apartment and I walked, Oh, I posted a video of that too. Yeah. So people may have seen that. And I was like, that was such a fun moment to be a part of. And, you know, because I've, I've stopped doing 
stand-up for the last, like, six, seven months now, that's not something I would have been around for. Um, I would have been out of town that weekend. I would have been, you know, tired from a show or whatever it was. This was, like, 11 a.m. on a Sunday that I got to share that with somebody really Aww. important to me. That's and I awesome. just, yeah, it was it was a great moment. So it's just, yeah, stuff like that, kind of <laughs> making the effort in uh, in your personal life versus career all the time. Totally. I think it's uh, very nice, yes. Yeah. Um, you had a defuck with us traveling here and going through TSA. Dude, if, I don't... <sighs> you can imagine what Delaney is like to travel with. Like, <laughs> just picture how she is with technology times, like, a billion. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's bad. I, like, dropped my ID. We're walking and she just... My... Her fucking driver's license. We're like, she wouldn't have been able to come here. She just drops it on the ground and keeps walking. And I was like, yo, fucking your ID. And she's like, oh, sorry. And It's cool. They know me. And then I have TSA pre-check because I'm a seasoned traveler. Right? Yeah, and I have my have shit it. together. Delaney is in the regular line. She packed, I don't know what food you packed. There was like Tupperware containers. I look I over. I need snacks. I need snacks on the this plane. This lady travels like a grandma. I look over and the TSA is like ripped apart her bag. They're like opening Tupperware. She looks at me. She's like, hmm. I'm like, we are going to miss the plane because you brought casserole like a 90-year-old. God damn it, Delaney. I'm like, never again. Never again. I just want to those people that if I don't have to like be in charge, I'm just like on vacation. You know, like like now I travel with Cam a lot, and Cam's like the one to you know get the IDs and do all the things. So yeah. I just kind of like la 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 la. Like I'm just here. <laughs> but if I'm by myself, I'm a lot more with it. But like once I'm like, oh, Kelsey's got this. I, I don't. Just kind I didn't. Of, I let you take the wheel, and then shit went real wrong. Yeah, no one appointed but, me. <laughs> and, then, and then last night in the hotel room, um, I kept forgetting to shut the door in the hotel room, and Molly's like. You gotta shut the fucking door. That's the one thing you <laughs> you've got to do. I just kind of like let it, you know, let it let it swing back. It it, it wasn't closing properly. Anyway, how oh, you are still alive? So my uh, my to fuck is. Um, Whatever it is about my face, uh, the TSA hates me. Every time I'm at the airport, I don't know what it is. They always want to pat me down, look through my shit, mostly because I bring a lot of food. Yeah, it's not but, your it's <laughs> your behavior. But, but also, they, 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 they give me... I don't know what it is. She but. brought seven-layer dip. Yeah. Pat her down. <laughs> oh, my God. But the, even before they check my food, they just don't like me for some reason. Like they are, They're always mean to me about the fucking... The buckets of stuff that you got to put your things in. They're always like, why are you using so many buckets, ma'am? I'm like, because I got a lot of Buckets? <laughs> yeah, nobody calls them buckets. So- <laughs> anyway, I don't know what it is. The TSA, they don't, they don't, they don't like me. Yeah, I don't they- know what it is either, Delaney. Yeah, I don't know. I'll find out one day. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so... Oh, you want to do some goals too? Oh well, does uh, does uh, TK have any defuck moments? So like yeah. anybody, any like pet peeves? Anybody do something shitty to you recently or the anything? The U.S. Like that? Postal Service. Oh, oh boy, God. someone's got a bone to pick. Uh, Here we go. How have we not outlawed the mail, guys? <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? It's, it's time. arcane. People are just sending bombs to each other. You just put a person's name on something, and someone paid by the government will bring it to their home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That yeah. is insane. Yeah, that is 
crazy. It's that is so true. fucking crazy to me. And like people are getting bombs. I'm just getting five pounds of garbage every day. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I refuse to open the mail. My wife is like, this is insane. You'll just let it pile up. I'm like, yeah, I just won't. I got audited like seven years ago because I just didn't open my mail. <laughs> the IRS what? was sending me like notice after notice. And I was like, whoop. <laughs> like, I, I know it's reckless. I was like, I was like 19. <laughs> but. Oh my God. I think that's a dude thing. I too, really, I like, just, it's just the most inefficient. I mean, we're, t- we talk about like climate change, yet we yeah. still deliver pounds and pounds of paper to every single residence in the country right. that's driven there by trucks and planes, like the amount of energy. It yeah. is staggering. If you can't reach me through my phone or email, you don't fucking get to talk to me. <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> That. Fuck the mail, guys. <laughs> Fuck the mail. Were you afraid of what was inside the mail? Like, why were you just like, no, oh, not the at IRS, all. It was, this it can't was, be important. It was just so inconvenient to me that every day, all this stuff would show up in a box outside my home, and I would have to open it all, and none of it mattered ever. Yeah. It was all shit. And I was yeah. just like, why am I doing this? Yeah, it's like 5% of whatever you get is actually yeah. something you need. It's so rare that it's anything that matters. Also, the U.S. Postal Service lost my dead grandfather record collection. Oh, wow. so, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Oh. He sent, my, my parents Jesus. sent me 125 vinyl records <gasps> that were my grandfather's, and they lost all <gasps> of them except 25. Oh, my God. And 25... I'd say 20 of them sucked. Oh. I, got, I got the shittiest records. Oh, <laughs> so you think I got a bunch of ABBA. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> they just stole all the good ones, you think? Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, oh, somebody Jesus. just took them. Dude. Uh, but they were so uh, unbelievably unhelpful. I know this is like, you know cutting edge comedy that the, <laughs> the post office is like no good but they just they just like yeah they're gone sorry like there was well, just nothing they could do we get to unsubscribe from emails we don't want right. and then i think it was on the minimalist podcast how yeah. you had that it was like what was it 21 days of minimalism mm-hmm. uh, yeah the 21 day challenge they put a link on there that you can go to a certain website that will like make it so that you don't receive mail you don't want Oh, like like the weird God. newspapers we and yeah 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 so that could be <laughs> kind of oh, that's good. My life. another thing yeah. I, I I've done before is like whatever kind of pamphlet or flyer I'm receiving I just call the company and say take me off your mailing list whoa I don't want this shit be but real like, direct you about shouldn't it. have to do that <laughs> yeah. I know I shouldn't have to take time but the, yeah the website thing that sounds great yeah that's a lot of effort <laughs> it really is but sometimes like yeah, I'm you not know. calling anyone yeah no <laughs> I'll just I'll just be mad about the mail forever yeah yeah I would rather throw it away every day until I die than maybe talk to somebody <laughs> Nothing. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. 
Yeah. Um, so we want to do some goals. We haven't done goals in a while. Hashtag goals. Yeah. Hashtag goals. Anything that you're working on, TK, long-term, short-term, anything uh, that you've accomplished lately that you're super stoked about? Yeah. I mean, I kind of touched on it earlier, but uh, when I started drawing again, it started kind of morphing into animation and I did like a, a short animated sample that I made myself which cool. was like super difficult and I'm sure I did it the most inefficient way but it can't, <laughs> it's two minutes of animation uh, and, and it kind of has just made me want to like I've just realized that that's what I've always loved I love The Simpsons I love South Park King of the Hill so uh, I think my goals are just eventually to kind of get into that world like I yeah. love the current TV job I have boss if you're listening but <laughs> uh, yeah that's what I want to get into so that's kind of what I'm shooting for. That's, That's awesome. awesome. I love it. Um, my hashtag goals is that uh, the first episode of my foosball web series came out. Rissa Fury. Yeah. She's wearing a Rissa Fury <laughs> shirt. Fuck yes. It's awesome. so exciting. Um, so yeah, that uh, came out on Monday on the All Things Comedy YouTube channel and I'm just I'm so excited about it and so I feel like it's a goal accomplished that it the first episode's out and it's like an ongoing goal now that I just want it to keep growing. I'm excited about like the future guests and we've got some really cool plans for it and I just like I love playing foosball so much I'm such a fucking nerd about it but I just love it and so it's a really fun show yeah I saw it it's great yeah thank you yeah so I'm excited about that yeah um let's see my goal okay well first of all just for the week I need to stop eating second dinner okay I get into the bad (laughs) I just once I get in the habit it's hard to stop so that is my is that really a thing with you yeah yes second dinner are we not gonna have second dinner again I know (laughs) second dinner is like a pretty it's a pretty frequent it's almost daily Sometimes it's like it's, a full other meal. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody else do second dinner here? Okay. No one is saying well, I've lost Don't them. encourage this. I've lost them. <laughs> no. So anyway, I'm going to focus on that this week. Um, oh and God. then uh, I guess my other goal is just keep uh, keep Dick Spy Delaney on the up and up. Everything is yeah. going smoothly so far, and I've been loving that. And, um, yeah, that's been that's been a nice uh, a goal that I've, that I've, uh, feel like I've accomplished recently. So For I sure. went live, it's going well. I got to leave my other job because of it. And Such a big goal I could not be more grateful. Yay. Yeah. And so many helpsters have been purchasing dick mugs and salt and pecker shakers and <laughs> cock glasses. And I love you guys so much. Yeah. So that's been great. That's so cool. Um, so we wanted to dive into the meat the as mate. we do. And, uh, so TK, you have a book that you read that like affected you quite a bit and I'm super curious to hear more about this. Yeah. Okay. Are we talking about the, uh, the psychedelic thing? Yeah. Uh, So I read this book recently called how to change your mind by Michael Pollan. And it's explained as it's, it's kind of sciencey, but it's called, he says it's what the new science of psychedelics teaches us about consciousness, dying, addiction, depression, and transcendence. Hmm. Uh, Wow. So I read a book about mushrooms guys, (laughs) 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 but it's lost. Loftier than that, it's a, it's all about the author. Uh, he takes all these different psychedelics and he talks about his ex- experiences with it. And he talks about a lot of the uh, medical benefits of it that I really didn't know about. Basically, I had taken mushrooms one time a long time ago. They didn't do anything. Uh, I kind of felt a little high, but I was like, I was always interested in yeah. the idea of them. So, like a nerd, I read a book first. Yeah, <laughs> love it. it was That's on great. tape. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Real type A druggy. <laughs> but it was just a really interesting take on what you could get from it, how you could use it to 
kind of break the loop that you, I think all of us inevitably as life goes on, you, you start to operate on a loop. You, you function a certain way and you go through life, uh, your, your brain is on autopilot quite a bit and it's making decisions for you based on everything in your past. And I feel like this kind of opened up to me that you could get off that loop a little bit, like show your brain something new real quick and it can kind of change the way you look at things in general. Oh, and I right. felt that way. I read the book, took some mushrooms <laughs> and then for like a week after I was like, I felt like I was thinking slightly differently than I had been. Huh? What how, some, how so? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was just realizing things for what they are, accepting how little so many of the things that we let bother us actually matter. Huh. Like when I think about uh, even day-to-day stuff with comedy, like you you build something up like this particular show is going to matter the most right, of right. anything. Yeah. And then so often it doesn't or yeah. it doesn't live up to your expectations or whatever. And, the, and then you dwell on it. And it's like, no, fuck that. Be okay with it. Move on. Yeah. Keep going. I, I, it just helped me, I think, open up a little bit and realize that there's like, this is going to sound real mushroomy, guys, but there's <laughs> there's this massive universe out there, and like what yeah. I'm doing day to day is not that big of a deal, and just kind of take it easy, don't be so hard on yourself, kind of. Right. Yeah, so took some pressure off a little yeah. bit. Of yeah, the we talk about we've said it on the podcast a few times about like scrolling out because we get so zoomed into just our little universe exactly. in our world, and yeah, if yeah. you scroll out, you're always like, oh god. There's so many other things going on, and this is, like, not that big a deal at all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. Huh. I've never done mushrooms. Anybody make some noise if you've done mushrooms. Woo. Nice. A few of you. Okay. <laughs> Camera guys are hands. What's up? It's like, it's class. Camera guys like, on them right now. That's awesome. Do you have any? <laughs> yeah. I have never tried them, but I'm, I'm very curious are to Are you open them. to doing them? Yeah. Yeah, wow. it, would just be the, it would just have to be the right situation, right people. I would have to actually know where you know they came from and stuff. I'm not gonna right. take a street mushroom or something. I got a guy. <laughs> but, street mushroom. I just pick up what I find yeah. in the streets, but, in the parks, yeah. and I eat it. I don't even you know if there's a mushroom. You have a street mushroom. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't really feel anything. Uh, the it, first time I took it, I think I either didn't take enough or uh, it w- they were old or something. I okay. Just, a friend no. of mine was like, "Hey, I got mushrooms today. Uh, you want some?" And I was like, "Yeah." I, I don't think it was enough. I felt like I was high. Yeah. For sure, okay. But it wasn't like. Like, it wasn't what I was expecting. All it wasn't this, like, lofty, and... life-changing experience, right. you know? Yeah. What's the difference between, like, have you um, microdosed any, like, LSD or anything like that? No, I don't fuck with chemical drugs too much. Okay. Just because I, and that's a thing that's probably more in my head than anything, but just there's, like, enough addiction history in my family where I'm mm. like, ah, I'm just going to eat plants and smoke weed and, like, <laughs> I'm not going to mess with anything some guy had to make. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I think, uh, I say that, but, like, eventually I'll probably try it. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. Well, well, we had... I'm sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was ahead. just saying, when we had Adrian on, who was yeah. the marijuana expert, she talked about that she really liked microdosing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I think it was LSD. Yeah, or maybe yeah. It was, yeah. It was acid. I think they acid and stuff like that. Um, I, love, I love the idea of that. It's very interesting to just slightly open you up enough each yeah. day to, like... Uh, supposedly, people who are doing it are operating, like, at a, at a more of an efficient level. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah, it's, it's super interesting. But also, like... You know, it might just really mess you up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So going back know. to that book, what's like the what's the most surprising thing that you found out about psychedelics in there? That uh, it was the before? treatment use mm. in in depression, in addiction, especially. Like there have been, I think, because of the huge acid boom in like the '60s, where it kind of went off the rails, and everybody started making it and taking it, and the whole like Timothy Leary thing. Uh, I, I feel like. 
the government just decided this is bad. This stuff is really, really bad. Psychedelics in general are mm. really bad, and we have to keep people away from them. You'd, you'd hear all those urban myths about, like, so-and-so took mushrooms and jumped out a window. And right. <laughs> no, they fucking didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I was so shocked to, to find out there's all sorts of medical benefits that have been kind of been pushed down because of the stigma of psychedelics, and now the medical community is starting to open up to it again. And there's right. been recent studies where they're treating addiction with it, and oh. it's got, like, an 80% better success rate than traditional treatment. Wow. And similar with depression, where, where people are, are being medicated for it and it's not working, uh, psychedelics have been breaking people out of the depression cycle. Really? Are they yeah. like putting it in like pill form to take daily? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. And, or, and, and they're also doing like uh, kind of guided thing, sort of like an ayahuasca type thing, but it's a, a doctor sitting there with you, guiding okay. you through a trip and huh. kind of helping you work through past traumas and stuff. It's really interesting. The book itself, like to me, I, I think it's worth looking into even if you're not into taking mushrooms or taking acid or anything, right. because yeah. it just kind of makes you realize how... Uh, how, how putting a stigma on something can just hold it down so much. And it's like, man, we might have been sitting on something that can really, really help people. Yeah, right. in a natural way. Um, have you done ayahuasca? Because that's kind of, I think, like the ultimate natural Yeah, that's thing. intimidating. I mean, the, oh, the, yeah. the, the descriptions of that, I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to be like throwing up and shitting my pants <laughs> oh, for an hour to then have a spiritual journey. I'm like, can I have a spiritual journey yeah. where I don't shit yeah. my pants? Yeah. You're going to drink a bottle of tequila for that. Yeah, really. it's, I, again, it's something I'm interested in, and maybe like down the road, yeah. uh, I, Ali Wong talks about it. Like, oh. very, she really promotes it and suggests that people do yeah. it. Oh. And her her experience of it sounds super interesting. Yeah, uh, but it comes with some stuff. Oh, right. <laughs> oh so, have God. you taken mushrooms since you've read this book, or no? Yeah. Okay, you have. Yeah. Do you do it often or not? No, not no. often. It was th that was the second time I took them was after this. I will probably do them more often now. I enjoyed <laughs> it. It was good. The first time I did it, I just decided I wanted to be uh, in my in my home. That way it was like not in an uncomfortable environment where I'm worried people are looking at me or anything. Right. And I kind of just, and my wife didn't. She was like, she's a little worried that she's going to be too high strung on it. So she was just like, yeah, I'll just make sure you don't kill yourself. It's <laughs> like, okay, cool. So like for eight hours, I was just super fucked up. Like wandering from room to room in my apartment, oh like my sitting out on the patio for a few hours and then just being like, all right, it's time to move to the bedroom. And then I just lay in the dark for like four hours in the bedroom. I laid on my couch, like face down for probably two hours, decided the couch was made of dinosaur bones, guys. <laughs> it was a whole thing. But it was it also like I had some interesting moments where like I looked at uh, we have like a, a fireplace in the living room and I looked at the mantle and I just decided that my dead grandfather was was in there and like oh. I wasn't upset about it it was just like oh he's there it, it kind of it was this weird like he's everywhere you know oh. right? he's part the, the world is this massive massive thing and all of us are just a little part of it and mm. it was uh I don't know it was cool take yeah. mushrooms guys <laughs> does that book kind of take you through the history of uh, oh, psychedelics yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. everything really, too? really deep into the history which is super interesting too like just mushrooms in general not psychedelic mushrooms are fascinating <laughs> and yeah. I didn't know it don't but, they grow on like cow poop and stuff? Uh, the psychedelic ones? <laughs> yeah. They can, yeah. Huh. I don't want to eat that. I mean, says it I'm like assuming somebody's washing them at some point. <laughs> I, I, I mean, they also taste horrible. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like everybody who's had them is like, yeah, it's like eating shit, like eating actual shit, but then you have kind of a fun I, I have no basis like, for comparison. Most like newer, though? Like, just, we're all eating shit, right? Yeah. From our veggies and everything, right? Well, it's all grown and shit. There's like a, 
Yeah, people are shitting in the fields while they're getting tomatoes and stuff. I'm yeah, assuming. Shit. Where else are they going to go? Everywhere, guys. There's no porta potties out there in the fields. <laughs> <laughs> the fields, like, it's just one location somewhere. But yeah, yeah, it did go. It went like deep into the history of it, and it was. It's really interesting. Huh. They talked about how like how mushrooms operate in a forest, and they have like the largest living creature on Earth is a mushroom in Oregon. What? Yeah, it's. 2.5 miles wide. What? Because they all connect under the floor of the oh. forest, which I had no idea. And I was like, this is like nature's internet. This shit's amazing. Whoa. Like, oh my God. I, it was just, they're impressive. I think they're doing more than we're aware of, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking take over. The mushrooms Holy are planting something. Shit. Yeah. And they also weird. went into like the history of taking psychedelic mushrooms and how far back it goes and how animal, like certain animals do it and like actively are deciding to do it. To like, eat mushrooms yes. and trip out? Yes. <laughs> What kind of animals? Like when they they would test it on uh, on rats, they would go back more often than to something uh, similar to like cocaine. Yeah, but they would go back. Uh, I, I guess it's more of a, a positive association with it. I don't know, but also deer, dogs have been like documented that they will seek them out and eat them and just get fucked up. Oh my God. <laughs> what, do we have any like video of that? Of like animals just like high as shit? I'm sure we do. Yeah, that's a good question. Google that. Somebody pull yeah. it up. There's got to be a YouTube rabbit <laughs> just hole. Just a dog that shit. tripping balls. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing that like people and animals have been taking for centuries and then it just got this weird stigma from us in the 60s and we kind of stopped Shunned it. the growth of it. Yeah. Wow. I always wonder like how, what that process was determining what's a poisonous mushroom and what's just going to give you like a great high and what yeah, you just like yeah, put yeah. on pizza. They you know, talk like about, mushrooms are real fucking They, they all kind of look the same. Yeah, they talk yeah. about uh, hunting for them on your own and the author did that with like a very, uh, an expert obviously, yeah. but he'd show him one that like, hey, this one will kill you. This one's going to get you super high. And he's like, those look the same. Jesus. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So don't go find your own mushrooms, guys. <laughs> get yeah. them from a reputable dealer. Goddamn gamble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what do you, what's that? What's the book called again? If anybody wants to, to how to change your mind, how to change your mind, fantastic. Anything else too. from that book before we get into some some questions Advice and stuff? Questions. Great, let's do this. All right, I have one right here actually. Oh, perfect. Hold up. Okay, so this one says, "I'm an MMA fighter and I get stage fright. What are some tips to overcoming that?" What? Yeah. Well, if you're an MMA fighter, that's fucking Just badass. Just beat the shit out of the yeah. other person, right? Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not afraid of getting punched in the face, I'm, I'm surprised. But I guess, there's, I yeah, there's a big performance um, aspect to that. Yeah. Um, what do you, do you have any tips? Do you still get stage fright this far into it? Or are you kind of like, eh, if another like, day, another, you know, another show, whatever? If it's an important show, if it's for like a really big crowd or it's like a high pressure situation, I'll still get butterflies and yeah. adrenaline. I almost do the reverse where I like, I kind of like put myself, I don't want to say I put myself down, but I'll just tell myself like, you have nothing to lose, just whatever. Like I try to take all the pressure away and just pretend like it's not going to affect me even if it might. But I feel like it makes me more calm and just like more normal. Right. Because I think stand up, if you've got a lot of nerves going on, the crowd can smell that right away. And they're like, oh, oh yeah. this is weird. Yeah. It, ma- it makes the audience uncomfortable when they, so they can tell you're nervous. Yeah. It's like they don't really, you know, maybe not trust where it's going and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I play that game of like, 
what's the worst that can happen yep. from this? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you if you have a bad set, then, like, do I die? No. no. Yeah. Like, will I still continue to work? Yeah. 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 Like, maybe I won't get booked at this particular club again if I really, like, eat a dick on stage. Yeah. If I really bomb hard. But it's that helps me to kind of go to, like, the worst place and realize yeah. whatever happens, it's not going to be that bad. That's exactly what I do. I go, in the, I go through all the scenarios, like, very specific what's the worst that can happen, and I kind of picture them happening, and then I picture myself dealing with it in the moment. And that always yeah. helps. Yeah. That's always, you know, just a shit show of different things that pop in my head. Yeah. Um, and then I, if, I, if I'm if i feeling a little weird or nervous, I'll just do a lot of, like, weird breathing exercises and, like, moving my body and stuff. <laughs> like, I'm the person who kind of, like, jumps around before. On the baby trampoline like Tony Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> Pull out my baby trampoline. Yes. Um, but, yeah, any uh, – do you still get stage fright, TK? Yeah, sure. Or? I mean, I think it's probably – if the worst that could happen to me was that somebody was going to come on stage and beat the shit out of me, I know. <laughs> I, know. I might be thinking a little differently, but I think it applies for anything. I think if you're nervous, like that's just, that's kind of who you are. Like that, that's a tough thing to get rid of. I yeah. think, I think it's in you or it isn't and yeah. just like live with it. Just, just accept that like, this is how I feel before a, a set or a fight. Like just accept that like. I'm still going to go out there. I'm still going to do my thing. Right. And I'm going to, I'm good at this. I'm doing this because I believe that I'm good at this. Just go do it. Right. Yeah. Isn't it in, uh, is it Steve Martin's book that he talked about how he still throws up uh, before every single oh my show God. and yeah. it has never gotten better and it's never gone away. So I think you just got to work with it. <laughs> I mean, Fuck, you man. really just like, okay, I know that I'm going to take this 10 minute time slot before my, you know, before I got to <laughs> perform to go throw up <laughs> and then I'll get my shit together, you know, but I do have to, like, I feel like I need to poop every time. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> do you, you guys? Do you know Nick Cobb? No. He's a comic. He shits before every set. Nick, uh, I just outed you. Shout out to Nick. What's uh, up, No, Nick? I don't do that. I, I, would, I would quit comedy if I had to shit before every set. Really? In, in, like, shitty comedy club bathrooms? Yes, I would quit no, comedy. No PGD? No pregame? No, no, I'm all right. Damn. Yeah. I do, yeah. I just, I, it's the worst when you, like, you have to shit before a show, and then you perform, and then it goes away. And then away. it goes away. You're like, it's God like, damn oh, it. Oh, that's the worst. Freaking poop disappeared yeah. inside me. That's no fun. It's the worst part about comedy, guys. Yeah. yeah. Disappearing poops. Yeah. Ghost poops um, else? so we got um an advice question sent into the self-helpless instagram um it says how did you decide to live with your significant other Ooh, that's oh. a good question um i have been with my boyfriend for two years we both like our space but i'm open to living together eventually um but i do like living alone as i have for six years if i bring it up he seems to brush it off saying i wouldn't want to live with him because he is messy or likes alone time um ultimately i want to buy a place so i'm trying to figure out if that may be together or solo he already owns a home but has shared that he may want a new place hmm Hmm. that's that's i think you have to kind of ask yourself what do where do you kind of see this going is this somebody you're eventually going to live with for me deciding to live with cam i'll be honest it was a little bit out of convenience because uh i just didn't like having to be in la traffic visiting this guy all the time right i was still i was still performing all the time and i was never really home so i'm thinking okay uh i know it's only you know, about six months into the relationship, but I'm either going to see this guy every couple weeks, or if we just take the leap and move in, I'm going to see him all the time in passing, and we're going to get to know 
if we can if we can tolerate each other's habits and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I kind of just decided to really like let's let's just figure it out. In. Whether we do it now or in six months, it's kind of like well we're gonna figure it out and it could freaking explode or it could be great. And luckily it, it was great. Um, yeah. But I think it's like you know where do you see this going? Is it somebody that you're gonna cohabitate cohabitat cohabitate with okay. eventually? Um, what do you think? Um, well, Kane and I moved in together after two months, like impulsive comedians with no boundaries. Um, but it's, it has worked because we've been together for a long time now. But I think for us, we realized that we were together every day. Yeah. We wanted to see each other every day. So it was just like we were going every other night. He would spend the night at my place, and then I would spend the night at his place. And it's just getting so inconvenient. It's like you're carrying around like a bag with you all the time of your stuff, and you just felt, we felt like a little bit halfway homeless, but we still had two places. And right. so um, it just made sense at that point for us to take the leap. I wish we had waited. Who um, This person said that they'd, it's been two years. Yeah. Which I think is like a totally reasonable amount of time. Yeah. Us moving in together after two months was I don't want to say it was a mistake, but we definitely squandered that, like, beginning kind of magic of when, you know, it, like, you only get that kind of exciting magical part right in the beginning yeah. where he comes and picks you up for a date and you got to, like, get ready and then he says you're there or he's there and you go open the door. Whereas if you live together, it's like he wakes up and watches you, like, <laughs> fucking poop and then get ready and you're just like, okay, let's he go to Olive Garden. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just like it's not, it's just not the same. Not sexy. Um, so I wish we hadn't moved in as soon as we did, but two years I think is totally reasonable. Yeah, so. I think you know I think it's time to make the leap. If it if it were me, I would be like, it's been two years, let's do this. And if you know if there's some brushing off happening, I would want to kind of dig into that. It's like what's 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 going on here? Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like he owns a home and stuff like that. It seems like the natural next step. Yeah. And if you can, I mean, I don't know what, uh, like, your financial situation is, but if you can afford to have a place that has, like, an office or two bedrooms that you can have some space to yourself, God, that's so nice. Oh, yeah. Like, there were times where Kane and I would, you know, be in, like, a tiny one-bedroom apartment and get into a fight, and one of us would just, like, go sit on the toilet, (laughs) and then, like, the other person would, like, (laughs) go on a a walk. Yeah, because you just don't have anywhere to go that you're not, like, physically seeing that person. Right. TK, when did you move in with... um your girlfriend at the time. Wife. Uh, Wife. Well, we moved to L.A., so it would have been weird if we got separate places. <laughs> you just can't even afford it in L.A. Like, yeah. you have to split like we, we, we decided to move from New York. We were together a little less than a year, and I kind of was just like, I got to get the fuck out of here and do what I actually want to do with my life. So I was like, I'm going to leave. I want you to come with me, but I get it if that's crazy and whatever. Yeah. Uh, and she came with me, and it worked wow. out really well for us. But uh, I think if we had stayed there, we probably would have done it sooner than later anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think two years is like, are we going to do this or are we not? Right, like, right. Are we going to move in together? If, if you're still skeptical at two years, like, I don't know if we should live together, then, like, I don't know. How old are you? What are you doing? Right. Well, two years yeah. is a long time. You're investing totally. a lot of time in this thing. So, yeah, I'd kind of lay it down. Throw down the gauntlet. Are we yes. moving in together or what? Yeah. Wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> how, long, how long were you with um, her before you guys moved to L.A. together? Uh, we were together... I guess a year and a half before we actually left. Okay. But a little less than a year when we decided we were leaving. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a good amount of time. Um, okay, we've got another advice question. It says, uh, I love sharing your journey and quitting your day job. How do you know when to take risks? Mm-hmm. What process do you worm through to make personal, professional, and creative decisions? That's um, a good one. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what process do you work through? <laughs> There's a little asterisk next to it that said, I meant to say work. Oh. <laughs> I said worm through. I mean, I think worm through works, worm too. Worm through is great. I'm like, I'm picturing, like, it. crawling through the Here's dirt how I worm through shit. life. Yeah. <laughs> I like worm That's through. That's exactly what it feels like, worming through a lot of shit. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, um, you recently quit your day job. So yeah. What, what was your tipping point when you knew it was time to, like, leap. I knew it was time because I couldn't continue doing all of it. I was getting so busy um, with, you know, the other things, the podcast and Dick Spy Delaney was, is going really well. Um, it was one of those things where I was waking up early before my day job to get orders th- done and stuff like that and then coming home from work and then working until midnight, one in the morning. So I realized like I'm going to burn out again yeah. uh, and I can't keep doing that. So as soon as I felt that like I, I got to go and, um, you know, I I'm financially supported by these two businesses now, which is fantastic. Um, So I knew that I could survive without my day job income. Uh, And so the next day I went and talked to my boss and just told her exactly what was going on. I was like brutally honest with her. Um, I'm 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 leaving leaving this very corporate job to go paint dicks. So how do you guys feel about that? Um, So it was kind of like I couldn't go, I couldn't go any further with how it was going. I think that's when I really knew it was time to make the leap. I think in, until you kind of have that that point, um, yeah. you know, it's, it was it's a little scary to kind of just leap and then and then figure it out. Uh, I kind of slowly built up to that uh, for six months. I was building the website and getting my marketing and and packaging and all that together. So it was it was a process. Yeah, I think yeah. it's. I had the same experience. I think it's better to do that. Like it alleviates some of that anxiety if yeah. you get to a place where you just know I can't keep doing both. Yeah, and I had done both for like years before I was able to start doing stand-up full-time and I was so exhausted but I knew that um, financially I wasn't in a position yet to be able to leave the day job so even though I was really tired I just kept telling myself like it's gonna pay off something will happen and sure enough that's when I started opening for Jim Norton and that changed my life and it was like well he's offering me all of these um, weekends of road work where I can't physically be at this day job anymore and it's gonna pay enough for me to quit so for me it was like okay this is it like I did it I'm able to leave now. Yeah. But I... I don't think with my anxiety that I could have done it before then because I would have just been like, oh shit, what, yeah. you know, what if I have like a, a bad two months where I'm not getting booked and then I'm on the streets, you know, you always figure like you're going to be homeless or something. Right. But yeah, so I waited until I was like pretty sure. Yeah, and there was a question about like the process. I would say if you're thinking of starting something or just start small and just take it day by day, um, you know, start with like making your business card or, or just getting the website domain. I know it seems like a lot at once if you're about to launch a new business business or something, but just so if even 10 minutes a day, you will get there. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to figure out in one weekend. I would say that. Yeah. Um, your, your day job is a creative day job. So yeah, but it wasn't like, always. It wasn't always. Okay. Quit so, your yeah. day job. Everyone. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, bane so of did, your existence. How did you get there? You're like, you're like living the dream. Uh, well, I was in New York. I was out of college and I was working as a financial recruiter. Uh, terrible at it. Oh. <laughs> like, like I just wasn't good. I got the job because I could interview well, and they, it's kind of a salesy type thing. I'm basically calling people, trying to get them to leave their jobs for this other new job that I have. And oh I hated it. Yeah. Hated it. I looked at like the people that I worked with, and I'm like, if I'm still here when I'm this guy's age, I'm going to fucking kill myself yeah. and everyone in here. <laughs> it was yeah. just not, it, it wasn't for me, and I realized there's no way I'm going to be happy in this kind of job. There's okay. no way I'll put, I didn't put in any effort. I used to uh, just go to work and put movies on my 
computer and just watch them. Like I, 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 I hated it so deeply that it was just like, "There's this is not me." So do what feels like you. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy to me. I was like, I, I think I'm gonna go to grad school in LA for screenwriting, and I'm just gonna move across the country. And it seemed insane, but I was like, it's not any more insane than doing something you hate right. every day. Can I have, like fucking high yeah. five you for that? That, that was a so nice true. Quote. So like, yeah, I just did it. I don't know. Do it. Just do it. Yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah. At least if you try, you'll you'll be happier knowing you're pursuing something you give a shit about yeah. than you'll ever be pursuing something you don't care about that might be like I don't know, it might pay. Yeah. yeah. What's what's the great Jim Carrey quote? Say right? That, it's like if you dad... can fail at something that you hate or yeah. something, you, you might as well try to fail at something that you love or something yeah. Yeah, or go his, for what you love. His dad never pursued his passion and then like the business he had run went under or something like that and he told Jim Carrey, if like you can fail at something you hate doing, you might as well go for what you actually love because yeah. you can fail doing anything. Doing anything. I, I, yeah. I'm mostly motivated by the fear of looking back and being like, oh my god, what a waste! Like, what yeah. did I do with my life? Right. As far yeah. as I know, we get one shot, you know. So like, just, I don't know, just have a good time. Yeah. I'm just curious if the people here raise your hand if you feel like you're doing what you really love for your day job. For your day job. See, yeah, that's yeah. not as many people. There's like an there's like a like eighty five statistic that's like eighty five percent of people do not like what they're doing for work. Yeah, and, and there's there's high. a line too. Like, of course, not everybody is going to do what they love, but you should care about it. You should you should love part of it. It should make you. It should be fulfilling, you know. And if, yeah. if it's not, get out. Yeah, there, um, there's a great podcast that has really helped me with this uh, transition. It's called "Don't Keep Your Day Job" with Kathy Heller. I don't know if anybody's listened to it. Highly recommend it if you're an entrepreneur or you're just trying to figure out how to to leap into something else. Um, she has great guests on there that she interviews. You know, people who have started businesses or changed career paths and just kind of how to find your passion in in the beginning. Like if you if you know that you're doing something that you hate, but you have no idea how to find what you love, uh, it's got a lot of great tips on there. It's a great, great podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, we're going to do one more advice question, then we'll wrap up. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I'm friends with two best friends who are guys. One, B, is my ex from high school who lives a couple hours away. I have no interest in a relationship with him, but every time he visits my town, we have a little fling. We're both clear on this. It's fun to be together in small amounts, but neither of us want anything serious. The other guy, A, tragically lost his fiance about six months ago, so he's in a weird place relationship-wise, but seems to be flirting with me and has spent a lot of time with me. I do like him, but wouldn't want a serious relationship with him either. But I'm not sure how to bring this up until he does something that's definitively flirting. Mm. What do I do? It's complicated because he wants a girl to non-seriously date, but is still healing. I'm involved with his best friend, my ex, and I feel like I can't say anything. Ooh, Ooh that is, this is a pickle. That is a complicated triangle. That a one, sticky pickle. Holy balls! I'm gonna leave. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, nothing. If, <laughs> if that were me, I think I would wait. This is just personal. I think I would wait for the opportunity to present itself, like this message said, like it hasn't been a very clear-cut situation, or I would probably just say I was seeing somebody and make it clear that I was, like, not interested for, you know, in looking around, you know, hooking up with them or something. Because I feel like from this, the two best friends don't know. Oh, they don't know that there's, like... I don't think there's any, like, hanging out as the three of them. 
So it's a, it's a fucking pickle, man. Uh, huh. I don't know. Huh. That's tough. <laughs> so, oh. Well, you're fucked. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Just I mean, that's, that's them a both and call I, it a I day. agree no. with Delaney, though. I think, yeah, wait wait until there's a, a, a definitive problem to tackle before right. you worry too much about it. Right. I don't know. Yeah. The, the one that this person keeps hooking up with, I'm I'm curious as to if there's anything kind of more oh. going on. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, if there's anything kind of more going on there if they keep going back to each other. Yeah. That's tough because that's still to me like I we've all kind of probably been in that pattern before where you're kind of going back to the ex. To me I didn't really move on until that relationship was completely over for several years so I feel like if that person's always still kind of an option I don't know if you're kind of maybe keeping yourself stuck without even really It's like the monkey bar quote from earlier. It's like if you're still holding on to that back bar you're not be able to reach over to the next one. Right. Next dick. You know right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grab them all. <laughs> Snatch that up. Yeah. I don't know. It's, this is obviously something that we would have to like go, we'd have to know more information, but, um, shit, that's just a tough one. I think We're just what, not qualified to tell <laughs> When the opportunity presents itself, be honest. I feel like that's, that's really all you can do. There. I don't think you're really, I mean, it is tough that they're two best friends if they don't know what's going on but if yeah. it's not serious with either then you're not really doing anything wrong if there's yeah. not like a committed thing with either it's just kind of like you know like a little bit messy I guess yeah yeah I mean I think if you're actively hiding it from one of them though that, that kind of depends like it, right. just, I, yeah. I, don't know, I would make it clear that you've got this thing going on with the other guy just so it doesn't get to that point because you don't want this other uh, A who is dealing with a lot to like get really into you and then find out oh this whole time she's still been hooking up with my my friend right yeah, but that's kind of harsh but why is it all on this person why aren't these best friends communicating a little they bit don't better sound like being like yo guess what <laughs> yeah your ex-girl i've been hanging I mean, out with her so maybe it's not all on her yeah no, and they point. could be communicating about it so i would say until any of that shit happens just keep doing what you're doing Do you until you maybe just, you just have out. a threesome and go your separate yeah. ways <laughs> Have a cocktail party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. meet somebody who is outside of this friendship group. Right. You know what I mean? That just just clear away from all that. That right. might be helpful. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it for this yeah. episode. Thank you guys oh. so much for coming out. We love you so Seriously. much. Seriously. Um, thank you. Yeah. We love you guys so much. Thank you for coming. <laughs> and thank you, TK, thank for being on the Thanks for having me. That's great. Yay. Thank you. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Subscribe to Self Helpless on iTunes if you haven't yet. Give us a five star rating and review. And yeah. oh, TK, where can people follow you? Oh, duh. Oh, uh, at TK Kelly Comedy on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Perfect. And check out uh, the Movie Night podcast. Yeah. On, so fun. On all things yes. comedy. Yes. Lainey just did an episode on it yesterday. Yeah, it was a great. It was great. We did it. Covered it. Yeah, we just Ooh. talk about movies. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people. Uh. All right, you guys. We All will right. talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.